You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Sonny Antonio from Sunshine Design, LLC. His company focuses on electrical engineering planning for the cannabis industry, things like providing third-party liaison to power companies. Welcome to the show, Sonny. Well, thank you, Bethany. Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. We're just off the heels of our super successful California Cannabis Business Conference in Anaheim, and some of the staff here is preparing to go to the MJ BizCon Vegas yes. Conference, that I, giant I, conference. I will be down there. I will see you down there. That's great. Make sure you uh, stop by NCIA's booth. I, I hear we have a really big booth on the expo floor this year, so come oh. come find us on the expo floor. Well, you know, as a member of NCIA, I will definitely be there. I, I support this program very well. It's, it's a great program. Oh, thank you for being a member. And let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, let's uh, tell the audience a bit more about your personal and professional background and what you've been getting up to before getting involved in the cannabis industry. Well, okay, let's go about that. I, I actually was born on a dairy ranch, and so I had six brothers and sisters, and we uh, had a work ethic of milking cows and taking care of a ranch. So one of the things that our father taught us at a young age is, one, hard work ethics, uh, think smart, not just hard, but also how to work together, how to help others, how to work with people. And he taught us that, you know, whatever you give, 
will come back and returns, you know, tenfold. And, he, and the biggest thing he taught us was is how to work and, and how to work together and how to work as a team, but how to help others. And so that's what I did. I actually, at the age of, uh, graduated from high school, at the age of 19, I went to work for the power company, which is pg e in California. So I started there as a ditch digger and was digging ditches and worked in the crews. And so I got a lot of field experience as well as I worked from that position to all the way up to what they call a foreman, somebody who ran a crew. So I did that for about 11 years. Mm -hmm. And then I actually went in to the management part of PG&E after 11 years, and I was the liaison between PG&E and the customer who wants new electrical service, new gas service. So you're required to learn a lot of things, rules and tariffs and guidelines, a lot of technical stuff that I learned grassroots doing it instead of uh, as a college person. So I worked myself up to uh, what they call the manager of the East Bay Division, which is Oakland and that area of California. It took care of engineering, reps, electrical engineering, gas planning. And our role was to work with customers and make sure they got the power they wanted and when they wanted it. And um, so I did that up until 1994-95 uh, when I uh, worked on a team with Edison, SoCal, Southwest Gas, Portland General, a few others, creating a thing that the builders wanted. The builders wanted an option, and the option was to go uh, to an outside source. So personally, that's how I got to where I was. Um, okay. I, have, I have two great kids, and I have three great grandsons that are going to enjoy Halloween tonight. But yes, that's how I am. That's how I got where I got today. Oh, yeah. It's really, really cool salt of the earth as they say, upbringing and and really literally getting your hands in, in the dirt and gaining that knowledge from the ground up, not Absolutely. to throw all the metaphors in. <laughs> no, that is. Well, and actually it helped me because from that, I, as being managing a PG and I then left and went private and created my own design companies. But my background and knowledge and field experience helped me to help, help that outside industry. Many of them I already knew, but others to say have them to have a, a liaison or someone on their side when it comes to rules and tariffs and guidelines and how things are designed to expedite and help customers basically it's like being a lawyer helping them with the expertise stuff um, mm -hmm. so they could better understand so so that's how I started privately as a consultant and then built built my team of engineers to, so we actually do the electrical and gas engineer as well as coordinate, help customers with feasibility studies. So that that's what we did. We did the Apple headquarters, Microsoft, a lot of subdivisions. We actually do the engineering work, the whole thing. All PG does is give us their information where to tie and some, you know, technical stuff. And then when we design it, we give it to PG to stamp and approve it. We help the customer. Expedite cool. Gives yeah. them an option. Gives Making it option. easy. I like it. Yeah. Yep. So, so my next question is that um, a lot of people – uh, that are on this show and are members of NCIA, they have a story, a personal story, a political story, or some reason that got them working in the cannabis space or in the movement in some way. Do you have a story like that where you had that moment of, well, here I am, I'm in cannabis now? Yeah, well, it is a funny story because my son is one of the ones who is one of my engineers who has, has been involved in it for many, many years and has educated me about the goods of it and, and more than just, you know, there's certain, everybody has a vision of everybody's smoking it, not realizing that there's medical things involved. There are other things I've learned from 
of some very famous sports guys like um, uh, Jim McMahon and others who I play golf with about how it helps. Mm -hmm. I got involved by accident because I got a, one of my clients called me and said, hey, I got a big project in Oakland. I need you to come out. They need power. They only have a little small panel and they need uh, two 4,000 amp panels, huge building. Can you come out here? So I went out there thinking I was running into like a big warehouse or something. And mm -hmm. when I got there, I'm looking around and I said, Somebody want to tell me what is going on here? I'm behind a closed <laughs> door. I'm in a building that's 106,000 square feet, and the doors are closed. You know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And the man that invited me there did not tell me it was a cannabis project until I got there because he was worried that I might have a stigma that I won't help. And actually, it was the opposite. I was more than happy to help them and educate them with what they needed to do. And we saved them a lot of money by showing them things to do. So I got involved, one, on the medical side, because I heard what it had done for many, many people, cancer, uh, people with muscle problems, people with uh, glaucoma. But many of them were the guys I knew that had cancer or had um, pains from sports injuries. That's the one way I got in. The other way was all of a sudden I'm thrown in because someone needs power. And I was more than happy to help. So gotcha. that was okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so now here you are serving the <laughs> cannabis industry, uh, yeah. and your company, Sunshine Design, uh, yep. provides design for technical utilities like electric and gas, right? That's correct. So, That's correct. All right. All right. Well, tell me, tell me more about the company and your role, and and what kind of things you're up to these days. Well, actually, I think that the plus to the whole thing, um, I have been a member of National Housing. NHB is a large national housing board across this nation. So I've been on that board committee for 22 years in different roles. I think that what you guys are doing with your group is almost a mirror image, trying to help, trying to educate political stuff, legal stuff, mm -hmm. um, um, that kind of stuff. So I, I think what, what, how I jumped into this thing bigger is when I saw more people needed help more of the uh, cannabis people that are coming up there. They know how to build the building, know how to grow things. But what I found when I was working with others and it got bigger and bigger and more guys kept calling me, I kept hearing, guess what? How do I get here? Or um, I need some help. I, I bought a piece of property. Now do I have power? So I think that's where I found that I could have a, the industry needed help, mm -hmm. not only on the the power side but on the grower side how do we meet the, how do we get those guys to work together and i think that's a role that all of us need to play that's how i got here i think our company uh there's only five of us uh, my engineers are amazing people who can design they know stuff because they're xpg&e guys or phone guys um they are they are good and our team works on uh getting things done faster but better but also being the eyes and ears and the liaison for that customer who doesn't know some of these uh, terminologies, uh, the the language of electrical, the language of gas, the language of PG&E. And I think our role is to help fill that void to protect them, number one, to make sure they get what they need, try to meet and meet their goals. And again, to be their uh, eyes and ears and voice and legal portion to make sure that they're getting are being treated correctly. And, and we've already learned already, not happening that way and we're happy to be there to to be that middle person and it's a good for because i think companies need to work together as a team to educate everybody and i think that's what we've done well sure there's there's so many areas oh. of intense expertise out there yep. you know some people really know how to grow a plant and but they know nothing about planning for power so yeah. our our industry yep. is so big you need you need lawyers accountants 
power yeah. people, everything. Um, so as our industry continues to mature and expand, it's it's going to be an opportunity for people who have incredibly niche knowledge and skills and services to provide that there's space there's space for that and a need for it absolutely so very smart to see that need and jump on it and i think the important part is that we need to educate which we're doing already but 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 through i think the the industry needs to educate this group needs to educate people they have options and i and we are learning that many of them especially in the outlying areas further they get away they're not aware that they have an option. They think they have only one way to go and they got to wait that 18 months to get power or they got to live whatever. These people, we're, we, not just us as desi- other designers, we're all teaching them and, and your your other members are saying, hey, you have options, by the way, and here's your options. And it's helped them. It's helped them educate them. They don't feel you know, strangled or or, 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 or or kept out from getting what they need. So I think it's good for all of us that we can educate on both sides. They're educating me. And I'm yep. getting a chance to educate them. So it's well, we'll, uh, we'll get back into some more education that you can offer uh, right after our quick little commercial break here. Um, so let's take that quick break and then uh, come right back and hear more from Sunny. So stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, from the National Cannabis Industry Association, and we've been talking with Sonny Antonio with Sunshine Design, LLC, about providing cannabis companies uh, with with a solution to get the power they need in their buildings. So, all right, Sunny, a little role-playing here. Let's say I am buying a building 
to open a dispensary or a cultivation or a processing facility to make delicious cookies or something, or all three, what is the first question I should ask you to, just to make sure I'm good before I even buy the building, which is a huge expense? I, I think the first question is, do I have the power electrical? Do I have the power gas that I need for my building? What is there and what am I going to need? And I think that the, the way to do that is either ask the power company or go to your consultant or some, and say, I need to know, do I have electricity that will f fit the need of what I'm going to have? And not just the, the, the power that's at my building, small. What about the infrastructure that's on that out street, the stuff that's bringing the power in? Do I have enough power to meet my final building requirements? and one for electrical and for gas. And there are ways to do that by getting a feasibility study. It doesn't take much to to, to find out. Um, the power companies are one way, that's one option. Using a designer or a consultant like us is another way to say, and then they can tell you, you have it or you don't have it, but here's the way we can get it. That is available, but it might take some engineering, it might take some, mm -hmm. so that's the first rule. What, What's available now? What power What power do I have there electrically now to feed my future load? Do I have right. it? And what, right. I don't, what I need? Yeah. Right, because that building could have been something else before. It could have been a warehouse. It could yep. have been uh, a variety of different other types of business. So there could be some infrastructure already there. Correct. The question is, is it what you need for right. what you're yep. about to do? Got it. Yep. So and about 90% of the ones aren't, are, are not where they, where they need to be. That's okay. That's where we're here to help. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. sure. So, yeah. and of course, not everyone's an expert on these things. Like, you know, like, ooh, it's a building. I don't know. So you, you need to go get an expert to get those answers. So um, obviously there's the experts themselves, like yourself. Um, it, it, what other resources or additional resources are out there for somebody to try to get informed and wrap their head around okay I gotta power up my building and you need to know something so where can you find out more of that without going down a rabbit hole <laughs> well it's easy it's two it's 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 one or two things you either go to the local power company and you ask them what's available and or you go to an alternative to a consultant and, and other things you should ask ask your civil ask your architect they all work with designers all over the state. They can tell you, wow, you know what, you have an option. I mean, how do you think I found out? Somebody who was a was a uh, uh, civil and a, and a uh, architect happened to know us and sent it to me. So what I'm saying is ask everybody around. But first things first, you find a piece of property, either go to a power company or get a hold of a consultant and go to your group and say, hey, who? what members are there that have power information that can help me get where I want to go? Mm -hmm. so, and you guys, are so, great, you guys are a great pipeline for that. Yeah. So, I mean, just like with anything, yep. ask somebody. Ask yep. an expert. Ask an yep. expert. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So, let's say I, I got some information. The the power company and my consultant gave me some stuff to to look over. And, and now there's another step I need to take. What do I do next? to actually implement these plans? Do I go buy the rope myself? How do I, you know, what's well, the process? E easiest <laughs> process you would do like you do with anybody else, your architect, your civil, anybody else. You would you would get with either the PG&E person or a consultant you find, you go out, you do a field meet, you look at what's out there, you pull out your plans and say, here's my plans. 
ultimately when I'm done, I want to have a 4,000 amp panel and I've got 3 million BTU of gas. With what I have here, can I do it? Oh, I can't? Okay, what's the next step? Next step is we start, you know, the consultant starts looking at designing a new gas, designing a new electrical, showing them where they got to put the meter panel, showing them all the things they do, and then the consultant, I won't, will then take care of the ball from there. They'll do the applications, they'll do the intent drawings, they'll control everything for you with the power companies. And many times, by the way, phone and cables involved also. So they can be the liaison to coordinate the phone and cable. If that has to happen, all the dry utilities can be happened. You, as the builder, I want to get my experts on to say, start rolling, let's start laying out some meter locations. Let's look at our, now get, pull the electrician in, pull the architect in, pull the civil in, and get everybody together and say, okay, we're a team, we need this, 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 this. Start going through your checklist of what you need, and then get the application going and let your consultant um, go to work and start designing it and getting things going. It's a constantly working together with the team to make sure you keep on schedule and you get drawings out, you get approvals out, you get plans out, you get requirements out. Working together as a team, that's the most important part. You know, it's interesting. I heard you say dry utility. So when I think of dry utility, I'm thinking of uh, phone cords and power electric cable. <laughs> power electric cables is, is there such a thing as a like wet utility yeah water uh, like like water storm, sewer wet sewer oh water, wow storm sewer is wet oof and in california you now have water storm sewer bioswales bioswales are a big thing and uh so those are the wet part those are wets dries or electric gas phone cable hmm interesting got it all right. So I'm sure there are advantages to going to an independent designer and consultant rather than going straight to the power company. I mean, power companies can be a behemoth of a company. Like I, I imagine when I need to call Verizon or Comcast for my internet or something, I'm on, I'm on hold for two hours and I don't even know if they're going to get me to the right person just because they're a huge company. Now, the first, I'm answering my own question, but I, I'm thinking <laughs> one, of, one of the advantages is that you, you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to have you know, time to spend, more focused attention to spend with a customer. That's one advantage I'm thinking of. Or, or what are some others? Timing. Timing. Many, many of them in California, for example, and pick any power company, they're so large, they're so busy, and they have so many other internal things they have to do, safety committees, training classes, whatever else. Many of them, they're, I can give you an example right now, their lead times, if you turned a job in today and you wanted them to engineer it, you would not get it starting of engineering until May, June, or July of next year, which oh means goodness. you could be a year to 18 months out before you even get a job to go build. The reason applicant design, which is what we call this, applicant design was created because it gave the builder an option to say, I'm not gonna wait anymore. I can get a consultant or a designer, applicant designer to come in. They're gonna coordinate my job. They're gonna give me what I want as a one-on-one. -on -one, they're gonna treat, we treat every customer as it's the only customer we have. We do that to expedite their jobs, to get it expedited, to get plans put together. We with an applicant designer, you can actually go in the field after the first plan review is done, you can start building yourself conduits, wires, transformers, gas lines, vaults. You can do all that work while PG&E is reviewing our job to approve it. 
you're way ahead of the eight ball because you now have that already designed and you're in the field building it. All the power company is going to do is plug it in because now you can put the wire in, the transformer in, the gas lines in, do all the work. That's the first plus. Got the, second plus the second plus is the power companies no longer coordinate with phone and cable. So now you got to hire somebody else to go out and try to coordinate phone and cable and then merge that information with the PGD stuff. You see the disconnect there? You're trying to get mm -hmm. too many guys to fit. One-stop shopping, that group, designing group, will handle everything for you, as well as reviewing the PGD contracts, doing the pre-con meetings, any troubleshooting during the time the job goes in the field. The, that, you know, the designers are there to help until that last meter gets set. That's gotcha. the difference. Gotcha. All righty. We're going to uh, take one more quick commercial break here and then come back to the show and talk more with Sonny Antonio about powering this fast-paced cannabis industry. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back and we're wrapping up our conversation with Sonny Antonio here on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice from NCIA. And uh, Sonny, I had one more question before we talk about um, the industry at large. Have you ever encountered a really difficult project that had huge challenges and maybe you thought, oh boy, this one's going to be a doozy that, you know, you could kind of share your case example. <laughs> well, yeah, I've had a couple of them, but I think the most recent one that we had just finished um, was when we were out there and looked at everything. We saw the power lines. We saw everything's great. I 
had many, many experience. So I did some background checks, and and everybody said, yep, no problem. We got four of these big, huge. In fact, this was a cannabis project, huge cannabis going in. There's a gas main out here. That should be fine. Uh, electrically, we've got power poles. We're all good. So we started shipping everything in, started laying everything out, and all of a sudden, after about five months, we get a call from the power company saying, oops, we made a mistake. You need to, you need to tell your client that we're not going to be able to feed them electrical power or gas because our existing facilities are not large enough. Now, because of our expertise, we knew that there was a rule in, in place that said, wait a minute, you got to build your system up. And that wasn't a problem going back and telling them to build it. The problem was that this guy was almost finished and he's going to be starting doing production in three months. Mm. And the power and the power company said, well, guess what? We're going to upgrade our system to feed your, to meet your needs, but you're two years down the road. No. So, nothing's ever, everything's a challenge. It can always be figured out. We actually pulled in the power company, sat everybody down, looked at how we could build. Are all the buildings going to be needing power now? How about can we do some later? And what can we do that we can get the power we need for building one? So we were able to work, take, take it from 30,000 feet and pull everybody down on the ground. And together... We all worked together and said, you know what? We have enough power to feed building one, building two. Um, there's a gas main out there. It's not big enough. We doesn't, we um, uh, volunteered our engineering time to actually engineer the new gas main instead of PG doing it, waiting a year. We actually engineered it for them faster, got it engineered, got it on plan so that the, the builder could then have his crews dig in the new gas main. PG agreed to tie it in. So there are always a, a dancer. Just got to use, stay out of the box. Mm -hmm. look, at, look at experienced people and say, okay, let's all sit down together and work out what we can do. So, yeah, it's, happen it's happened a few times. I mean, I've got yeah. one right now going on. But we, again, the ability to sit everybody down and figure out how you're going to do it, saying, oh, no, we don't have power. Even though everything's there, we all thought it was there, even a power company, when all of a sudden, oops, we made a mistake. Got and it. Yeah. It yeah. Think, well, think. good job solving that one. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So, um, so I know you didn't make it to Anaheim for our California Cannabis Business Conference, um, but you have attended some of our conferences yes. in the past, um, yes. like like our main Cannabis Business Summit and Expo that happens yep. in the summer. Uh, t tell me how that went for you, how the what the conference was like, if you had any favorite panel sessions or interesting booths that you visited. I think the number one thing interesting to me, the first one I, the uh, ICBC in San Francisco, the first one I attended to me was interesting because I could parallel it to our International Builder Show, just a different product. I, I felt what it was, what was more interesting to me is that how everybody had something to help the the main group, the advertising people, the marketing people. There were some uh, items out there that were that talked about. America's Essentials was there. There are others. I think to see how they really were new people uh, starting to work together to listen and hear everybody else's um, maybe concerns or questions or issues. Uh, I, I think the medical portion was really intriguing to me to see what's out there and what the marketing advertising groups are doing. Working the big ones that work with Coca-Cola, work with the beer companies, are now coming in and saying, wow, let's all work together as a team. So I saw that team work, which I really, really like. Um, Seminar-wise, and by the way, I went to the one in Kauai. I've been to a couple other smaller ones. And I see 
Um, oh, you're talking I, about the uh, the international. I saw, yeah, ICBC. Trip. I want that one. Yeah. Yeah, been, those aren't I've, those aren't ours, but we we right, have attended I, those. Well, I've been to some of your NCIA ones, and I like that everybody has something to offer, and everybody has everybody treats everybody with respect. And what I mean by that, I'll take an example of builders. The big builders in our industry do not work very well with the small builders. What I saw with is the huge cannabis growers that do a lot of projects, larger ones, always were working well with the little smaller guys that were just had maybe one or two buildings or they're not as big as the other guy. They really shared thoughts and they shared ideas and together they could talk about, wow, I had this, as you talked about challenges earlier, I had this challenge, but here's what I did. Uh, or the small guys saying, hey, you know what? I saw this and the big guys going, wow, I didn't think about that. So so I, I think what, mm -hmm. I, what I saw was is that they are always working and, and working at ideas and things together. The other things I've seen is on a small um, um, group committees or whatever you want to, those little group guys, working together to have a seminar and talk about items that might impact each one of the guys. May it be branding, may it be marketing, may it be um, uh, looking at what you're, what you're growing to make sure you meet the state or local requirements mm -hmm. that uh, or the grow. Am I growing a good product? Am I growing a bad product? Uh, and how do I fix my growing? And there was a couple of guys that were um, that were there that had experts about testing it, making sure that you're meeting the state requirements. So I, I really thought helping each other was a, just to me touched my heart. How they're all trying to work together and nobody was trying to compete. There was no I'm better than you competition stuff. It was we're in this together. Let's work together. Let's go forward together. Yeah, I hear that a lot about um, the cannabis industry specifically, as well as our our NCIA conferences as well. And I think that's one thing that the cannabis industry, one of the many things the cannabis industry is doing right, is keeping the values of the cannabis plant, of yeah. helping helping healing and and getting to a better place together. Um, so I, I definitely see that too. So, and being part of a national network and doing the advocacy yeah. is, is super important. So we're all still, you know, there's still miles to go yeah. with, yeah. with the advocacy. So we all still have to, you know, work together, even if we are technically competitors. Um, so, well, I, I hope you get a chance to join us at the seed to sale show in Boston. We'll be oh, yeah. in Boston, Boston in February. I, yep. Risky in business Boston. there. <laughs> but I'll see, you in Vegas. I'll see you also in Vegas. I won't be there personally, but definitely say hi to the NCIA staff at the MJ BizCon show. So I Seed will. to Sale show is happening in February. You can find out more about that at seedtosaleshow.com or visit NCIA's website for more information about getting more involved, reading our blogs and all that fun stuff at www.thecannabisindustry.org. And we've run out of time, but thank you, Sunny, so much for being on the show and sharing your insight and knowledge uh, with the cannabis industry. Well, thank you for very much for having me on. I, I, I learned a lot on both sides. Thank you. And your website is Sunshine Design. Design. LLC.net. We're there. You can find us. Great. All right. Well, thanks everyone again for tuning into another episode of NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.